Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. They say that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But in the case of Derek Kaufman, the apple rolled all the way to L.A. The one thing Derek and his mother share in common, however, is the love for breaking news. TMZ is breaking news faster than the New York Times. So sit back and enjoy the news from Hollywood as only the Kaufman family can bring it. Ah, yes, and it's that uh, what every mother looks forward to when she gets that uh, opportunity to talk to her beloved son. And, of course, my son Derek is uh, with TMZ. Uh, It's kind of hard sometimes to wrap my mind around that, but wrap it I have. How you doing, kid? I'm doing well. It's your favorite part of the week. You get to talk to your son about a bunch of uh, big news stories and nothing bigger than the submersible this week. I mean, that one crossed everyone. Yeah, it definitely did. And it was one of those stories that you knew would most likely not have a happy ending, but you just never wanted to give up hope. And, you know, one of the things that I was asking the audience yesterday when we first found out was like, what is the liability? You're the lawyer. Can can the family members sue for wrongful death? Yeah, you know, that is going to be the big question. So we got a hold of the release, the, the liability agreement that all of these people signed before going down, or at least one that's very similar. This is one that might have been from the past. But it is very robust. It says, you know, this is a very risky venture. You, This is an unregulated craft. It is not certified in any way. There's a high risk of death. Do you agree to go down there? And the big question is going to be is, can that hold up in court now Look, these are sophisticated parties. These are very rich individuals who had access to lawyers before they sign away these rights. But it may be a matter of public policy that says, look, we don't want to allow businesses like this to operate at all. Um, Mm. And it'll be interesting to see what the court says about that. If they were sort of grossly negligent in running this business, you can't waive that kind of liability. Simply can't under Mm -hmm. the law as a matter of public policy, regardless of what you sign. Um, This says, you know, if it's just ordinary negligence, it's going to be a much closer question as to whether we actually hold up the right of people to take adventures and, uh, you know, have these risks. Yeah. Yeah. And, that you know, I figured that there was probably a pretty uh, stringent liability waiver. I mean, I, I remember when I jumped with the Golden Knights a few times, you know, the liability waiver was like nine pages long. And it was like, you know, you're jumping out of an airplane. Like, you, do you understand that, you know? And, and uh, and I remember turning to somebody at the time and saying, like, so really, if you guys mess up and the parachute is faulty, I, my family can't sue? And they said, well, no, not exactly. So they're yeah, not you know, ironclad. That, that's these, these are regulated industries, right? I mean, yeah, skydiving, yeah. you sign all those releases. There is a certification procedure. There's licenses. What's different here is this guy built this thing a lot out of, like, sort of ordinary uh, camping equipment and things of that nature. And it wasn't certified. Um, mm. You know, I don't necessarily think it was built in a, in a shoddy manner. It had taken trips before, but there was a lot of risk in going down in this vessel um, just, just, just by the nature of how much pressure you're dealing with down there. And it's very unfortunate that this happened, but 
the liability question is going to be huge because they think that this this agreement sort of waived all liability, but that's going to be a question for courts if one of the families decides to sue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and you know the the other big story that crosses from entertainment to you know uh, tech and and politics even is will. Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg duke it out in the octagon. <laughs> Look, this is a this is getting a lot of steam behind it because they've been going back and forth about this this MMA fight between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. Now, here's a big catch. We talked to Dana White, who said, "Yeah, look, this would be a huge fight, maybe one of the biggest pay-per-view events ever. Um, we'll provide the octagon, and let, let's absolutely do this." But there's a size disadvantage. Elon Musk is 6'1". He's uh, probably between 185 and 200 pounds, uh, depending on what sources you believe. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg is smaller. He's 5'7". He's around 155 pounds, and weight really matters. You, you always have weight classes, right? Heavyweights, lightweights, and so forth. So how they would do this in a fair way, look, it, it would be probably an exhibition. They're not professional fighters, so you could right. do it if you want to. But it's hard to know who's the better fighter when there's this big of a disparity in weight. Right, right. Although one is trained and the other isn't. Elon Musk said the most activity he gets is tossing his baby up in the air. And oh, that's uh, exactly right. Look, yeah. look, Zuck is a tra- he trains in this stuff. He's been in tournaments, uh, so he's probably more polished as a fighter. But Elon would have the weight advantage. That's what makes it an interesting fight. Is like maybe he's less in shape, Elon, but just being big is a big advantage. You ever seen Princess Bride when they're jumping yeah. up under the giant's back, just trying to choke him out? It's just because he's huge. Yeah. Well, and Elon said, you know, I, I'm, I have the walrus move. I'll just lie on top of him. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Look, this I, is generating a lot. I think they should do it for charity if they ever do right. it. I mean, they're both billionaires. They certainly don't need pay-per-view revenue to add right. to their coffers. But it would be interesting. People really want to see this happen. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, because, of course, uh, James Cameron, we all know he was the director of the Titanic, but all of a sudden he's everywhere as this expert. Did you know that he was like an undersea expert as a result of making a movie? I'm I'm confused. I I did, actually. James Cameron is a very big expert in this field. He's taken 33 missions down to very deep points of the ocean, even deeper than the Titanic wreckage. He's been down in the Mariana Trench, the deepest part of of the Earth. Um, mm-hmm. So he's an expert on this, and what he's had to say is people are listening to because he says when he first met with the fellow experts when the story broke, he said it was very clear to him that the, the communications went out and the navigation went out at the same time. This thing imploded, and we shouldn't have had um, officials sort of giving false hope. Um, he's implying at least that by saying there was, they heard banging and saying there were 96 hours of oxygen left, we were really prolonging this thing in a way that was damaging to the family and when the high probability at the outset was that this thing had imploded. Yeah, because uh, uh, Congressman Dan Crenshaw said, you know, he's heard uh, specifically that the Navy heard the implosion on Sunday. and That's and, right. And, they heard something. And maybe they can't yeah. confirm it, but the information right. that should have been disclosed to the public in terms of, you know, the narrative that the media was running with should have been there's a high probability that this is just a recovery uh, mission. We hope otherwise. Obviously, anything could happen. We're not. It wasn't confirmed. They didn't right. have the wreckage yet. But to give people the hope in this 96-hour countdown that was run 24/7, uh, very, uh, very different. Yeah. Well, we probably won't get to a lot of other stories, but I did want to let people know that you should watch. If you want to talk about a miracle, 
uh, it's the kids who were found after 40 days in the Amazon. And TMZ Investigates is a documentary about that. I guess we were all hoping that we would have another miracle with the Titan. But, uh, you know, I'm curious. I'm eager to see the miracle children of the Amazon that you guys have just put out. Yeah, fascinating documentary. I mean, they were out there for 40 days and 40 nights. It's almost biblical and in yeah. such dangerous conditions. And these are young kids, and it really is a miracle. It is. Well, thanks so much. And, uh, you know, some of these stories that we didn't get to, we'll get to at another time. Have a great weekend. Sounds good. Thank All you. right. Bye-bye. And uh, that, uh, you know, that's pretty much the end of the week. What a week it's been. And not that every week isn't such a, you know, crazy week, but I think that uh, certainly the submersible uh, story uh, dominated a lot of our thoughts and prayers and uh, and not and, and the fact that uh, the ending wasn't what any of us would have hoped for um, just made it a rough rough week in general. And then, of course, Hunter Biden, Donald Trump, and and Bronny's going to the USC to play basketball. Thank you for your time this time. Until next time, my plan is to be back here on Monday at noon. If it be his will and he delays his coming, what lies behind us and what lies ahead of us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, just be yourself. Everybody else is taken. May God bless you. May God bless those families and comfort them. And may God bless the USA.